0: the haps everyone you're listening to another episode of what in the world podcast where we discuss all things whirly ball past present and future i am steve vote alongside mark mills hello aka crammy r slim and as always our good friend mr noah aaron
1: hey good to be here what's up guys hello how we doing you an excellent muy excelente. <laughs> yeah, that's that's all the Spanish I know. So. Uh, does that mean pretty good?
2: I don't even know.
0: I... <laughs> aren't you Aren't you Spanish I, we're or not Mexican? Whatever, man. Come on, man! You're letting your people down. Sorry. <laughs> uh, okay, we'll give you a pass. Yeah, thank you.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so a lot going on. We just had Mr. Gill for an interview. That was pretty riveting. He was
1: awesome. Delightful, like. Uh, Really, uh, I don't want to spoil anything. You should go listen to that one. But uh, uh, a soft, gushy center to that gruff exterior. I also love that he appreciates the podcast
2: and he didn't want us to leave. So, but yeah. it just
1: makes it better for other
2: episodes with him.
0: We would have been here till like one. I of the know movies. there was just so many, so much
2: more to ask and like dive into and stuff. So it, it he keeps on talking when we do the live streams. He'll even bring up some more stuff. So it still just keeps on going. So, so. good. He's a gift that keeps on giving. He's the gill that keeps on giving. <laughs> How are you guys doing? How's the leagues doing for you
1: guys? It's pretty good. We just had, uh, what, our second night? Second night. Uh, yeah, I'm loving it. It's, uh, uh, it's great. So now, uh, you know, I'm on Brian Crosby's team going up against James Gill, going up against, you know, Joe Tiffany and Barrett, and it's, uh, uh, it's awesome. I'm learning a lot. You left me out. You're going against me. Uh, did that happen? I guess I guess that did. did Yeah, it did happen. That that was very memorable. uh, The intimidation level, seeing you coming. As you just uh, asked, if you've played him before, (laughs) did we did we play? It was really memorable. Are we in the same league? Yeah. (laughs) Well,
0: yeah, I think I do get confused with that one guy on Tuesday night. (laughs) (laughs) Well, remember, I don't do anything wrong.
1: Flawless. Yeah, uh, flawless, flawless execution. And that's probably why I didn't remember it, is because uh, there was nothing to criticize about it. And speaking of Tuesday nights,
2: uh, we've been coming down here checking out the Tuesday night scenes and seeing the up and coming beginner
1: games. Yeah, uh, over here Tuesday nights are our uh, beginner and lower intermediate leagues, and we've had some struggles in recent years uh, trying to get the lower intermediate leagues uh, up and running. And uh, it's it's running good. It is it is really cool. Ben Hanna has done a really uh, pretty amazing job. Uh, the atmosphere here is vibrant, and lively, and, and filled with new faces, and some returning ones. It, it's really invigorating to see uh, uh, this kind of fresh uh, uh, group of people coming into Worthy No, yep.
0: I, I concur. I mean, this is the first Tuesday I've been uh, down at the center in a while, and it's absolutely amazing. I mean, makes me wish I was playing on Tuesdays again. I know, right? Just
2: to be around
1: the crowd. It's Do you not play on Tuesdays, Steve? Uh, No, that's the other brown guy.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That's not you with the mustache out there?
1: No,
0: I, I, can, I, can, I can grow a shadow, but that's about it. You know, I, I can't grow any real no, one. No, just,
2: just a tear apart one. You're like, oh, it's been me the whole time.
0: Although I've been reassured by all the other Filipinos out there, given another 20, 30 years, I will have the ability to grow full-on beards. So. And
2: then you just never let it go. It just exactly. For the- <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. I'm never going to touch a razor again.
2: But, yeah, it just kind of brings you back to uh, when Jimmy was running yeah. Tuesdays. Like, the the amount of people in the group and just everyone's talking to each other and it's just a lot of fun watching everyone picking up the game and the running gun ver- like yeah. version of it before you start figuring out like the skillmatic of yeah, the, the game. The,
1: a couple of pretty cool two-on nuns and three-on <laughs> nuns.
2: <Yeah. laughs> And within those 2 on nuns no one makes the shot, yeah. like it's glorious.
1: And you know, the other thing that's neat is it, it reminds me of when Whirly Ball was, so we had uh, you know a team of five, or actually a team of seven, these are teams of seven and eight, so they're rotating people in and out, and they're all in their groups of friends, and uh, it, it, it really is that camaraderie spirit that made Whirlyball so much fun. And so people here are playing uh, as an activity to share amongst friends, um, Uh, uh, kind of before they're playing for the love of the game and and, and for Whirly Ball and the competitive nature where it's just a bunch of uh, mercenaries all grouped (laughs) up on whatever Team Elke says we play on. Um, and we sort of just you know, beat the snot out of each other and then have to remind each other that it's a fun game. Yeah. Here, they're coming in, and of course this is fun. This is a, a really cool... I don't know, I'm invigorated by this.
2: This is when you start playing and you're just using a bumper car how the only way you know how to use it and that's just slamming into the next person. Oh, and <laughs> it's
1: so much fun.
2: <laughs> Before you like start getting in pain, like getting hit too hard. <laughs> Uh, yeah. there, there was a game where a guy was ramming someone like three or four times within the time. And yeah, and they get
1: called on penalties. and yeah. they don't
2: know that they're getting <laughs> called on penalties. <laughs> yeah. They just keep on going. They don't know what's going on. Yeah. So it's it's fun. Delay
0: games are much more prevalent. <laughs> and, yeah.
2: It it's, it's it's gratifying just seeing it, and that's what type of thing. You're like I I hope some of them will be interested to check out Monday nights and yeah. see kind of how it is on a competitive level and see that it's not always just kind of fun, but.
1: Yeah. Right. And my, my ulterior motive is actually scouting, uh, scouting D players. You're scouting the to talent? Put, uh, scouting the talent, trying to put together a, a D team or two for, uh, for nationals. And, and of course, you know, it's going to be Elkie and Ben Hanna that probably do the lion's share of the work, but whatever I can do to help. Yeah, if we can come here and maybe you know, help with the workshops or, and you know, the practices, yeah. you know, I'd be down for that. And uh, also, we should uh, be remiss if I didn't mention Joe Tiffany was also down here. And uh, it was, uh, you know, he's showing some, some young guns, how to shoot and uh, just totally humble about it. You know, nobody, uh, 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 you know, people are asking him for help and he's happy to do it. And nobody really knows uh, how good Joe Tiffany is here. They just think he's a guy and he is happy to just, you know, uh, it's really impressive to me how humble he is and how helpful he is. And I remember when I was uh, in this spot that he and Jordan would, uh, would show up and give me the same level of coaching. And it just deserves a shout out. So. Well, and
0: I'm gonna say it was really cool. You know, I'm gonna let my head kind of grow here. Uh, I came in, and then I just started talking to a couple of like random people, and they're like, "Oh, you're the you're that podcast guy." And I was like, "Oh yeah, that's awesome." You know, and it's really cool to have some uh, new players. You know, actually listening to the podcast. You know, and and uh, learning about the you know the older generation and the, the older players and. Uh, it was it was really it was it was nice
1: it was flattering. Yeah, yeah. and I'm gonna I'm gonna have my head shrink for a moment because uh, uh, the same people kind of pulled me aside and were like, "No, remember you helped us last week? You get you told us to play defense and that was really helpful. That guy you're standing next to was on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, yeah, those that guys is, are the coolest. <laughs> no,
0: that is that is awesome. And well, i just speaking of listeners. Uh, just take a quick moment to shout out to. Uh, a number of people who've re- reached out to me via Facebook, Messenger, and just saying good job on the podcast. I mean, uh, Brad Redding, Tanner Eldridge from Texas. Jarrett. Um, uh, Jarrett uh, from Cleveland. Uh, a number of the Michigan guys. Uh, just thank you so much for listening. It, it really does mean a lot to us, you know, for people to you know, who share that, our love for the sport to listen in. and uh, Yeah.
1: And yeah. love our, our Monday live streams that uh, Mark's been setting up kind of ad hoc. Um, <laughs> they've been uh, – it's been fun to watch. You know, see uh, uh, Clint and Zach from Michigan get on there. Uh, Nan Garcia uh, got on and watched, and it's uh, – it's cool. Yeah, it's cool I
0: just – I love how everyone just points out all the mistakes and, you know, the, the terrible things I do out on the court. And That's why it's... I live stream
2: it and don't play that, that way. They can't make fun of me and my <laughs> gameplay. So, it's just mainly on you guys.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm not going to lie. It adds another layer of like, I feel like as impartial and factual as I try to be, basically what I'm doing is talking shit for like 30 minutes yep. <laughs> uh, outside. And then I go playing from the camera and realize everything that I was just complaining about those other guys doing, I am doing twice as badly. And, uh, you know. You're right. Stay, I need I, need. I need. to talk more shit about you <laughs> when you're out there and I'm not playing. I also enjoy that uh, the
2: a lot of the advanced guys are coming over and talking into the mic as well because they're yeah. they're enjoying yeah, it as that, well. Like they're enjoying like talking to the other people from the other states, knowing that they're they're seeing this. That so. is
0: super cool. Well, and it's kind of you know because we don't. Necessary, you know, we don't hang out with a lot of the uh, advanced players and stuff, so it's kind of given us a, a little bit of a window to kind of, you know, a way to connect with those guys a little bit, you know, for them to come over and start, you know, chit-chatting with yes. us. Yes, it's awesome, and it
2: gives them the opportunity to just talk to everyone else that's watching on the live stream, so. Yeah. Plus, I
0: think they just <laughs> see the microphone, and they're just fascinated, like, ooh, you know? It's pretty cool. It's pretty
2: cool. They, they just know that uh, they're important, and the microphone's important, and if they start talking, people will listen.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so yeah shout out to everybody who's been listening good times thank you
1: yeah still humbling to see you know that that uh i think each episode now over a hundred listens and the, the, the first one's got 200 it's just absolutely humbling and uh, as always send us any feedback you have or uh, any anything you'd like to hear on future episodes yeah well we did get i did get a suggestion from uh mr
0: david bowen Ooh. uh oh, he yeah. reached out to me it was yesterday day before and he basically was saying it'd be nice if the guests or you know the people in your interview if they would actually you'd ask them something a bit personal like three things about them outside of whirly ball or something and i told him we kind of integrated that but then i realized with uh, did we really do that with our last interview with james and stuff and maybe try and make that a more consistent thing yeah, well with james
2: uh he, he didn't have a job <laughs> but uh <laughs>
0: and Crosby. Oh, we didn't get in We didn't get it, but uh, yeah. Yeah, but maybe you know about you know family life or yeah. you know where they if they're from here originally or something. You
2: know? Yeah, we we, we can get, get better than that. It's yeah. for the most part we were just always interested in all their whirly ball stuff that we completely forget about actually asking yeah. about, about their outside life. Yeah. And it's kind of funny because
1: these these uh, you know experienced guys keep telling us that. Uh, um, the most important thing that keeps this game going is the human side of it, is the, the relationships and things. So yeah, great, uh, great suggestion, David. Thank yeah, you. maybe we can you know implement. You know, like, are you a fan
0: of the missionary position, or you know, are you? That uh, got real, real quick, Steve. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, I was trying to. Trying are we to supposed to, to answer
1: work yeah. Yeah. We'll, yeah, save this,
0: we'll save this for the
2: guests. Uh,
1: I, I assume you're talking about the, uh, the religious travels for uh, 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 evangelistic. Yeah, I sense.
2: mean, you've got to be really devoted in order to do that missionary <laughs> position.
1: Yeah, I mean, to take, to take something like that in South America uh, uh, and <laughs> try and convert you know, villagers, I assume is what you meant. It takes a village. It takes a village to raise a missionary. <laughs> <clears throat> All right, let's dig out of this hole. Yeah. <laughs> The Crater. <laughs>
2: it got it got dark fast, not even dark.
0: Hey, that's okay, yeah. you know what, we're, we're amongst friends. All, all three of us, right? All three of us. Yeah. yeah. I won't tell anyone. So, we got our leagues going, and then uh, Texas reached out to me, they're doing leagues, they actually have leagues uh, at both their centers in Plano and, um, the uh what's the other center what uh I'm feeling first yes hers thank you <laughs> thank you at the hearst center uh two different nights so that's pretty cool uh jared reached out to me and said that they're Starting leagues as well, so Cleveland they got those up and running. So
3: that's
2: awesome. That's cool. Do you know the structure of those leagues? I don't know how. I
0: don't know. I mean, I know the the one difference I will point out that everybody else does compared to us is that I think we're the only. I want to say we're the only center. Uh, although actually no, Michigan might be where we do two 15 fifteen-minute ha- halves. You know. I think like Chicago I think, and then Michigan does 10 as well. Oh, well, they do 10? Well,
1: Michigan, on the, uh, on the live stream that we did yesterday, I think Zach and, and Clint were saying that um, uh, they do 15 minute halves just like Nats for their leagues, but they do eight minute halves for practices. Okay. Uh, oh, gotcha. I don't know. I... Which is interesting. In Seattle, we don't really have practices until we start workshopping. Yes. Um, so it's interesting. We uh, wonder how the practice is working.
0: Well, the for, so I've, I've actually gone to uh, Michigan, you know, practice. Mm. It, they usually have them on Sundays. You get there at the ass crack of dawn, yeah. and by that I mean eight a.m. Usually, uh, Mr. Jeremy Bennett uh, or Doug Troyer open up the center, and then everybody pays. I believe it's I think it's like twenty bucks, okay. and then they just practice for three or four hours and then they're just rotating people in and out like I said yeah, the eight minute yeah, halves yeah. there's no s- structured teams or anything okay. people just go out on the court and that's what Clint's been streaming right lately uh, yeah that's when the Chicago guys the last one I saw they, yeah. they drove up there and that's what they did yeah they uh, Yeah, it's, it's a good it's a, I, it's I a like cool that open play kind yeah. of situation open play but it Clint's up in the booth and then I think you know maybe somebody else and they're you know kind of Throwing out tips and hints there on what you you know you should do or what you shouldn't. Do. Yeah, I had
1: heard that. Um, so so I uh, uh, my only frame of reference is Seattle where we do the workshops and and particularly the way Jimmy would run them. Um, and I had heard that that may be a little bit unique. Um, I don't know how many other centers do you know uh, specialized workshops like that where you've got a guy in the booth who kills the floor and then berates you for fifteen minutes <laughs> about the stupid thing and let you look at your position. You know blows the whistle and then turns the floor back on and you continue the play.
2: Have you ever done a workshop? Workshop outside of uh, nationals? Like, did you ever do a workshop for leagues? Yeah,
1: I did a workshop for leagues, um, and it was kind of similar. That was a little more focused on like uh, fundamentals. So, uh, uh, mirroring as as defense, um, you know, one on one defending, driving, and uh, and then as we got better, uh, uh, you know, building a wall, and that was that was kind of it. Um, yeah. For uh, for the, for leagues.
0: I know Brad Redding down in Texas. He uh, runs practices down for those guys, yeah. and those practices are pretty unique as well. I, I I don't I know that they do drills, and one of the drills I've heard is they actually will turn the court off. They'll have everyone start on the, one end of the court, and they will make them. That's work the crazy their
2: thing about Texas. They can the work other. their cars when yeah. the cars mm-hmm. are
1: not on, and it's just, which is. Um, I can imagine it would be really useful if we ever played whirly ball with the court off.
0: Yeah,
1: exactly. That's why Joe Tiffany, if you ask him, is like, you know, it was fun.
0: He actually, I, I remember we were playing Nationals one year and I, I think it was Josh Montgomery who was, the floor was off and, you know, it was between games and he's just working his car, moving yeah. it, and Joe just, you know, was passing by and he's like, hey, congratulations on something that's absolutely pointless. <laughs>
1: But no, it, but it, it is. I mean, that 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 is a really cool skill. I I, I do see those guys able to, to work the cars across the floor, and, and I realize that I, I don't have that ability yeah. to do that so comfortably. I mean, it, it seems probably useful because sometimes you take your foot off the pedal, yeah, and yeah. you're and then you need able to, get the car going to yeah, yeah, you're able to
2: move that car and that yeah. like being able to uh, pivot like that momentum yeah. with with between that rotation well, of.
1: I also uh, uh, I remember coming back from Michigan after my first time. Uh, uh, Driving those cars with the mechanical clutch, and you know, you got to keep the car moving at all times, and you can't stop. Um, and then taking uh, just adjusting to that and realizing how much better of a driver and how much lazier I had been, you know, using the, the Seattle Brain cars mm-hmm. um, that are pretty similar to, to the Cleveland and Atlanta cars. Um, but yeah, it was just a much better driver for having those skills. So I imagine a similar thing with Texas. Well, the thing about the out of state cars that you
0: have to and what they teach you here is like do not take your foot off the pedal you got to keep it on there constantly and like you were saying you have a tendency to do that here in seattle take your foot off
1: uh yeah,
2: Because you always get that gliding momentum where you feel comfortable taking that foot off that you can still go forward or backwards when you need to do it. And then and there's also the low-speed torque to accelerate yeah, pretty quickly. Exactly. That you can necessarily... But if you go out of state to those other ones, like, you take your foot off, you're fucked, and yeah, someone's beating done, you. Yeah. The,
1: the other... The, well, certainly in Michigan, I, uh, that was a learning experience. That, that really made me a better car driver. Um, not that I'm good yet. But uh, the other thing that was interesting is... Um, uh, you know James talking about the wood slats in Seattle and how much stickier and how much more friction and how much more uh, grip the cars used to have here, and uh, you could see it when he tries to make cuts or moves, and uh, he'll he'll immediately identify like yeah that would have worked if we had the wooden <laughs> floors, but because we got these slippery ass you know polyurethane, grumble grumble. Is my, <laughs> my new James Gill impression. I like it. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah. Well, we're gonna have uh, plenty of opportunity to go. Test out uh, the dead car theory, possibly uh, the invites coming
1: up. The invites coming up? Yeah. It's uh, a little live. over a month. Yeah, March, what is it, 1st, First 3rd? 3rd? Yeah. Hurst, yeah, Texas. So. Hurst, Texas. Yeah.
2: Be there or be square? Yeah. This is me drawing a square with no one seeing found it. Found out
0: that the three yeah. of us are going to be there. Hello. Yeah. And uh, Stan Brown going to be there Stan, Stan and Brown, Mr. Brad Elke. right okay that's
1: cool that we got 5 from Seattle going yeah. that, that's really nice yeah maybe we can be a team
0: yeah. yeah.
2: I mean, I'm only going there to... Challenge team. <laughs> <laughs> to, to watching podcasts, but... Uh, hey,
0: you can play a single uh, Probably. Well, yeah. 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 We'll get, you you get cannot... I was going to say, you cannot yeah, go down yeah, yeah, yeah. and not get on the court at least a couple times. I'm
2: just stoked going there representing the podcast. Representing so, yeah. the podcast.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, we got to make some stickers or something. I was going to say, well, yeah, we
0: definitely need to get some uh, swag. Some swag. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was going to say something, I forgot. So whatever. And was it about a missionary position? <laughs> actually, I have a very good friend, and he was in a band called The Missionary Position. Oh yeah. Yeah, sax player, really good. Uh, but no, the band it's, was phenomenal. I keep waiting for the punchline. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah, it's just, I'm just speaking
1: truth. Is this here. actually a guy that you knew? That yeah, was, yeah. Was is, a sax-y yeah, yeah. His name is Sexy Missionary. Yeah, uh,
0: his name is Gregor Lothian, and he's uh, actually he's in a band called <laughs> The Walking Papers, uh, yes. with.
1: It has some members of... Um, Wait, I thought you said he was in a band called... The he was, the
0: Missionary Position, and then some of those guys... got his Walking Papers. Yeah, now it's the Walking Papers, a oh. different band, but they just got back on tour. They did international tour, big old thing. And wow! Yeah, it's crazy. Well, but
1: crazy random shout-out yeah, to yeah.
0: uh, what is it, Gregor... Gregor Lothian. Lothian! Yeah, Walking Papers, check them out. They're good stuff. <laughs>
1: oh,
2: cool. Yeah. What I was going to say with the swag is, uh, we got to come up with a logo. We do need a logo. Like Right now, we just have a basic picture. And we also got to get another picture where we got you in it, Noah. Light but, bulb. Uh, but uh, we need a...
0: So bulb. when I, I said light bulb, uh, I, that, that was just a code for idea. Maybe we get some our faces or somebody's face where a whirly ball's hitting it.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. And then, yeah. then a circle with like yeah. no, yeah. no like exactly. the no smoking circle. Yeah,
2: and, or like a picture of David Menard with the same thing, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> where it's just a Ghostbusters like circle with a line through it or whatever. But yeah, we,
0: <laughs> no sleeves allowed.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but we definitely need a logo. So if anyone also has a logo idea, yeah. Yeah. throw that out. I though. know
0: there's some people out there with some uh, computer skills or or. or Artistic abilities, Com- uh, graphic design.
2: Graphic design—that
1: was what I was looking mm, for. Mm, but yeah. artists, or
0: just yeah.
2: any suggestions of something we can do, and we can just put it together. Yeah, you know, yeah.
1: we're uh, we're looking for some artists. So we're looking for some really good exposure, uh, probably without compensation, uh, but it's got to be awesome. <laughs> we'll mention your name at least once on yeah. the show. A hundred banging beats. Woo! Alex I, Medina. Yeah. <laughs> 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 so, I really like the intro, by the way. I do too. Yeah. I do too. Yeah. It's really professional. Yeah. yeah. And so maybe really I mean,
0: nice. and I don't know if you guys ever thought maybe we we could even change it up once in a blue moon or something. We Every once in a while, up. I think
2: like I, I, I would love to have the sound of the scoreboard
1: in within it,
2: but I don't know because it just that just reminds me of the Ball when you hear that. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm like, I wouldn't mind doing that for the closing. I gotta be honest. It feels like when that that, that uh, music starts at the beginning, it it just feels like oh yeah, getting into what in the world. <laughs> (laughs)
2: Um, And then at the end, you're like, oh.
1: I could really use a scoreboard sound. (laughs) End of game. Just like, thank you for listening. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Something soothing. A really loud chicken.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Um,
0: Anything else? I, well, I was, you know, speaking of the invite, I mean, are there other things that we're planning on doing outside? Oh yeah. So the center, which,
2: what are some ideas that people might want for us with invite? Cause we, we really want to have an opportunity to talk to people as much as possible, whether that be, uh, we just start doing a podcast and we just have people come up and talk to us or if we can just set up a time to talk oh, to yeah. people.
0: So, so here's what I know. We, we definitely have one. Potentially two people that we're going to interview. They might do a you know a two for one yeah. type thing. Uh, and then I was thinking we do the live feed through Facebook. Yeah. And then yeah we have uh, different people just come up and you know we could do like a you know a mini interview or just you know shooting the shit type thing where you know people want to just talk whirly really ball talk about what's going on if we're watching a
1: game or if they just want to you know go to Total laser t- tag room yeah. and just You know, Thomas could teach us how to uh, actually do a play-by-play. Yeah. Yeah. I mean,
2: for the most part, Twitch will be live-streaming the invites, so that's something I won't have to worry about doing. But uh, definitely we can do... If it's a get-together at a bar or something, or uh, a place where we just do a live stream with the Facebook and just...
0: Well, we we... could do the live stream of the Twitch live stream. (laughs) Oh,
2: so meta. Yeah. (laughs) A behind-the-behind-the-scenes. Exactly. I'll be like, what are you guys doing? What, you don't just use a cell phone and a cell phone stand to record this? This is quality production, folks. (laughs) (laughs) This is way past my budget. Goodbye. (laughs) But yeah, so if, if anyone has any ideas of uh, a get together or something that you'd like to do with a live stream for the podcast, let us know as well. Well, there've
0: been some people asking about like, oh, you know, possibly can I be interviewed and stuff, and uh, so yeah, we'll we'll that, get you yeah, on we'll there get you. at some point. We,
2: we want to find the opportunity to do that. So if we we don't live in Texas though, so it help us out a little bit. <laughs>
0: yeah, Howard Davis is going to be there, so we definitely got to get Howard on. At, to some, at some capacity. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, Howard, if you're listening, we're coming for you.
2: And let us know where to get some good barbecue.
0: Thank yeah, you. actually, well, weren't we talking about that? Oh, uh, we're going
2: back to the place to get the Bloody Marys. Yeah, the Bloody Marys. Oh yeah. With, with yeah. the slider,
0: and they had the chicken oh. and, and a the, shrimp. The oh, meal yeah. on yeah. the skewer, yeah. Does anyone remember
1: that place? texas says. No. I'll
2: find it again. Yeah.
1: Okay. It was like a, it was like a truck stop kind of.
0: I think. Place. Mm-hmm like
1: Guy Fieri
2: was there too so you can narrow it down mm-hmm. Wait, it, it was, was a, he
0: was there when we were there no oh. he, he
2: approved it it's a gas station barbecue or it, that place wasn't even a barbecue place it was just a gas station uh food joint yeah that was good so
0: pretty sure Brandon
1: was raving up about the fried chicken yeah he loved oh, the fried yeah. chicken yeah. yeah fried chicken
2: mm-hmm. good old Stewart.
1: Brandon Stewart. <laughs> Speaking of guys who I uh, haven't seen in a while, I uh, just want to give another, a little shout-out here. Matt McCurdy. Oh, yeah, McCurdy. He uh, showed his face again. Those who may not know, he uh, uh, used to be... Uh, 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 what do you call it? Not quite... He used to show up all the time in the lower levels. Certainly when I started playing, he uh, taught me a bunch of stuff. He disappeared for a long time to go in and play volleyball or something He silly. does.
2: He does volleyball and softball in a competitive way so super competitive
1: like yeah. he just got back from a national competition volleyball in Vegas so he's clearly wasting his time and his talents with uh, non volleyball related No pursuits. he's wasting
2: his time and talents doing those when he could be a pro volleyball yeah, player That's he, what I'm telling yeah he yeah. He, he, could,
1: he could have been an A player by now He could have been he could have been amazing he could well he is amazing he could have been better he could have been something uh, but instead, he's like. Oh, some maybe we're not giving him other. enough credit. Maybe he's gonna get back into it and stick with it this time. You out. know what? That's true. Yeah. I haven't seen him play a game. It could be slow rolling us. But in any case, welcome back, Matt McCurdy. His little shout out. Yeah, bringing in the fam. From what I understand. Yeah, he's brother. got a league team with his brothers, and they all look the same. They all you can pick out a McCurdy. Yeah, it turns out. It's is are they is their team named Cobra Kai? Uh, they all they bring have some back? Cobra Kai uh, paraphernalia. So
2: it turns good. out they're they're actually Cobra Kai, and then uh, McCurdy wanted to do nationals, and he just took that league name and brought it to nationals. So they were already Cobra Kai in their leagues, below, and yeah. It, I don't think that's the way that went down. That I was, was on that D team. That's what uh, the brother said. I don't know because because uh, he was wearing a Cobra Kai shirt.
1: He's like, yeah. yeah, we were Cobra Kai, and then McCurdy's like, Cobra Kai. Yeah. I f- Alright, that may have been the way it went down. I <laughs> thought we chose the name when we were on the Nationals team, but it may... He probably slipped that in there, like... McCurdy slot. He, he could have pulled a fast one over us. He's just like, what about and, Cobra uh, Kai? And you're like, that sounds great. You know what, Matt? I think you're on something.
2: <laughs> That's so McCurdy. That's so McCurdy. So McCurdy. McCurdy. <laughs> so McCurdy. That, I want to just start saying that now, even though it has nothing to do with anything.
1: It <laughs> means nothing. Oh, bro. That's so, so McCurdy. McCurdy. That can be part of our swag, maybe. Oh yeah. 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 There's, there's oh, man. If I had a bumper sticker I was like, <laughs> bro, that's so McCurdy. <laughs> I would put that on my car. <laughs> is your birthday
0: coming up, sir? Because yeah. <laughs> his birthday hey. is
1: during the invite. Uh, no, no nationals. nationals. Yeah, nationals. just nationals. before nationals. Yeah, the day before uh, uh, that Wednesday, I think. Twenty third, right before nationals. And
0: we're gonna have to do a big. That, that, well, we're we'll gonna go so McCur- or something. We're gonna get yeah. So
1: McCurdy on your birthday. Oh, yeah. My birthday, bro, it's gonna be So McCurdy. Uh, Is that
0: really a thing? Are we, gonna, are we really gonna? I like, mean, we'll probably forget, forget that by that. next
1: week. So uh, McCurdy?
0: Yeah, So McCurdy.
1: Um, yeah.
0: Okay. I expect uh, next week when we regroup, uh, that's the first thing you're gonna say to me.
1: Hold us accountable, World of Ball Nation. Uh, <laughs>
2: Just as you're holding Steve accountable yeah, for when he misses the back. Exactly.
0: Break. Everybody holds me accountable for David Bernard. There's your fucking mention. Although, yeah. Although actually I'm pretty sure that our, our last episode uh, Your Name Was Admitted I
1: I like that that's. As uh, soon as we. Okay, so A special episode means that we didn't uh, uh, gush all over David Bernard.
2: And a great behind the scenes thing about that is as soon as we (laughs) stop the podcast, when we're like, okay, we're done recording, Jamie Gill goes, well. There's your episode without David Bernard. name. Just like. I
3: mean, yeah, we didn't even realize it. Yeah. It was amazing.
2: But he just like remembered that we'd just been talking about him on each episode. He just wanted to like, make a point that you didn't do it on my episode. Yeah. We didn't talk about man Crush Bernard,
1: not Prince.
2: <laughs> <laughs> get the sleeve out of here.
0: <laughs> <sighs> well, damn, though. No. Look at the time. I think you're playing. Yeah, it? I
1: think i got to get out there. Where so are you going? Uh, Whirlyball? It's, uh, it's like a cool sport. All right. Whatever. I mean, that's the If I could, if I could describe the sport in like uh, two words, um, clearly I would describe it as so much character. <laughs> <laughs> Uh
0: We have another awesome uh, Hall of Famer, I believe. Yes. yes. Yep. And won. Uh, he has won multiple national titles, unlimited, um, probably leagues. Leagues. He's probably I made mean, out with your mom. There's. a... It's a good possibility. Yeah. It's a good chance. Yeah, yeah, so. My mom gives you props for <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Mr. Brian Crosby from Yay, Seattle.
2: Thanks for being on the podcast with us. Yeah, yeah, Brian, thanks.
0: Um,
3: I do have to admit, I haven't listened to one podcast. Yet, oh, this is awkward. But mostly that's just because... When I get home from work, that's not what I'm thinking about doing. No, I? that's fine. Yeah.
0: I mean, that's that's well. I mean, we're a little hurt, but yeah. I mean, I mean made... on your
3: drives to
2: work, on your drive home from work, you. Oh, no, can... I don't have that <laughs> in my car. Uh, so. Technology is fucking us over.
3: Yeah, I don't have that in my car. Well, this is awesome, then.
2: So or... everything's going to be
0: brand new to you. So all the questions and everything are going to be new to you. So that's.
3: Yeah, don't be offended. I've never listened to any podcast ever. So. No,
0: on, honestly, I'm actually the same way. I've, I mean, I've listened to Snippets, but I'm not subscribed or anything like that. So I'm just... If it
2: makes you feel better, I listen to this podcast two or three times to edit it. So I, I, I have it all
0: down. And to bump <laughs> up our ratings. And, <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, no, I mean, even during the auto But yeah, I'll also listen to it one time through once we've posted it to give us a like. Whatever. Whatever. The president probably votes for themselves. So fuck them. I,
3: I actually have that am like... A- start watching these and catch up and then it's like I get home and I'm just like PJ's, dinner.
0: (laughs) Well, the nice thing about uh, the app that we're currently on or that we use, Anchor is that when he posts an episode it actually, you know, there's a description of what the episode is about. So essentially you can just scroll through it and be like, James Gale, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Mike Driscoll, I don't give a fuck. Like, oh, Brad Elke, mm, I really don't, I don't give, give a fuck. A fuck.
3: <laughs> so I, Driscoll's would be good, and he probably yeah. gives a lot of fucks. Yeah, no, uh, actually,
0: Contrary, uh, he actually says he doesn't. He's actually given the less fucks of everyone on the podcast. So. No, I mean...
3: Oh, we're talking about different kinds of thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So,
2: uh, what we'd like to do is uh, ask you how did you find Whirly Ball? How did you get involved? How did
3: you start? Uh, let's see. I think uh, my brother actually found Whirly Ball and he's like, hey, we got to go check this place out. And this was like right at the end of the eight. Like, they just finished the league season. We're on their second league season ever after opening. And uh, so we came down. There was actually a spot for a couple of us to jump in and play open play with the, at that time, pros or, you know, A players, you know, the advanced yeah. guys. These are the guys that have played one season ever. So you know. We I mean, they're still there. advanced, I guess. <laughs> if, my, if my
0: history's right, and, and after listening to, uh, I think it was James, is that 88? Or when what year was that? Uh, well, 86, 87. 86, okay. The first
3: league season I played was 86, 87. Okay. So we, I started like right at the end of 86. And, uh, but yeah, we got, came down and of course I fell in love with it because at that time, you know, in 86, there's no cell phones, there's no home computers, there's, you know, nothing that we have now. I mean, the home entertainment system was a, an Atari 2600. I mean, I could stay home with that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that was, I mean, that was good. We came down and I joined the first league and the first league I played halfway through the season, Big Dave asked me to play on his upper team and so then I was playing two league teams and by the end of that season I was playing Monday night, Tuesday night, Wednesday night on leagues, usually two teams per night, and then the whole rest of the week. I mean it was you oh. get up, you go to work, you go home, you change, you go to Ball, And you're we're here until a lot of times two, three, four in the morning. Jeez.
2: So you're playing three days a week? Leagues.
3: Just leagues. And then open play the rest of the week. Oh, damn. If I couldn't play, I would ref. So and That I, would help pay for my whirly Ball addiction. Do
0: you know how much it was back then? It was like, like five remember? bucks a game. Five <laughs> bucks a game, okay.
3: Yeah, it was five bucks a game. And you ref two games to get one game free.
2: Do you remember uh, any of the people that are still playing now that were playing then at all? Or?
3: Well, there's a few people that started before me that still play. Lee Jensen is one. Pamela is one. Nina hasn't been playing, but she is one. Um, Debbie started before I did and she actually, when I first started, started I came in here and there was open court and she was hanging out and she took me out there and showed me mm-hmm. how to pillow block. And then she showed me how to power block. So I learned how to drive my car from Debbie, which oh, wow. seems a little <laughs> bit strange. Yeah, yeah. Well, she,
0: she doesn't really play
3: anymore. No.
2: But she's damn good at serving beer. Yeah, but, she? Uh,
3: yeah James started after me, Brandon started after me. I think Brandon started in 88. Carl started after me, some of those people and, uh, you know, a lot of those people, I mean, as far as unlimited slash A players, I've been playing the longest uh, for Seattle. I can't speak Did you know games. any of those guys prior to Worley Ball? Nope. No. Okay. Nope. Every single one of those people I've met here, I've met a plethora of people because of Worley Ball. I mean, Big Dave was a legend, and it's actually sad that all of you guys didn't meet him yeah. or see him or play with yeah. him. You know, as far as I'm concerned, he's one of the best all-time players ever. You know, of course, you guys do know, did know, Jimmy. And yeah. I mean, to this day, I'll hear a certain song or see a certain show, and tears will come to my eyes. And it's like, I mean, he's just my, I think he was everybody's best friend, but, I mean, I just feel like he was my best friend, and I think everybody feels that way. Yeah. Um, How'd you meet Jimmy? Horrible. Oh, well,
0: I mean, like, what was, did he come up to Seattle, or did you yeah. go
3: down to the Vegas Center? Or? No, in the, first, the first Nationals that we had here, he came up. Uh, With the Vegas team, I think there was two Vegas teams the first time that they came maybe maybe it was the second time that they came There was two California teams one from Simi Valley and one from Lancaster There was uh, so a bunch of players that no longer had centers But they still came up and played and they actually were very competitive if not better than we were at that point Because they had years of early ball before and we only had a couple years I think by the time our first nationals there was people here, there was an Alaska center, Alaska came down and played. So it was, uh, it was pretty interesting. There was only one division back then. I mean, there wasn't A, B, C, D, and an unlimited. There was, everyone played one division. And that was A, right? That was, it yeah. wasn't even such a thing. It was um, just, we're playing yeah. football, and here's the teams, and here's the bracket. We're gonna uh, play round robin, so and then see where everyone falls, and then build a bracket, and then we're gonna
0: play. So when did uh, divisions become a thing then? Approximately.
3: I think it was after the first couple of nationals, and then it split to A and B. Okay. So it took you know a little bit. I I learned how to shoot a high shot because of some of those other, you know, the Las Vegas guys and the California guys. Um, One guy from Las Vegas, Rick Bean, they called him Ninja, and that guy could just turn around, shoot a high shot from wherever, and it was pretty much on a flat line to the hole. And I just started practicing. (laughs) <laughs> and for a long time nobody could stop that shot I was just down here nominating goalies and
2: so when was your first nationals from when you started doing leagues to
3: I think the first nationals here was I think it was 88 or 89 I don't remember for sure and since we don't have the cup we won't know <laughs> we get
2: back. but was that the first one you did as well yeah so you've been first in CL
3: or first nationals in general and hmm so, have you missed any at all? I've missed a few Nationals here and there. You know, it's like I went to, we had Nationals here for a few years and then they decided to start going other places and I went to a few Nationals and then I got tired of paying the money and at that time I was starting to have kids and I was like, I can't spend a grand or more on really and well I've got kids and mounts to feed, so yeah. like if those guys won't play me, they'll come here. So I take a few years off and I'm like, I gotta play. we go show these guys who the boss is. <laughs> and then I go play. And, I don't, I don't know how many times I'm on that Unlimited Cup. I think it's nine or ten. And should be on the A Cup a few times. For probably have more second places than anybody else.
2: <laughs> for the people that don't know, so now nowadays for each division, there's a trophy, and each year the division that wins that trophy from whatever state, they get to keep the trophy at their center. So
0: For the entire year until the mm. tournament and then um, – If they win it again, they get to take it back home, but whoever else wins it gets to take it.
3: Yep. Yep. Rotating cup. So did you do any sports before volleyball? Not really. And I got my ankle broken in football in eighth grade and kind of gave up after that. Tenth grade, I blew out my knee and was told not to do sports anymore at all. And so I quit doing sports and then I was like, oh, I can do a sit-down sport. (laughs) Who can't do a sit-down sport?
0: So. Ooh, you just reminded me of that the uh, Seahawks uh, playoff game that year, that cowboy player who, did you see that? Oh yeah, oh my gosh, that was one of the most gruesome things I've ever
3: seen. <laughs> yeah, that was kind of my injury, only that was from the knee down, Ooh. it's like I was laying on the ground face down and my legs were out straight but my foot was like going out that way but from the knee down my whole leg was twisted off that way. Ooh. My kneecap was sticking all the way out, still pushing the skin, but it was all the way out of the side. Any whirly ball injuries? Um, nothing major. Um, I have been blasted in the face with the ball before, and got a bloody nose. I've actually, uh, Frank uh, from Miami, people call him Indy, won't say it was necessarily his fault, but I was getting ready to shoot, and Marcus came down and just side me, spun my car, I shot right when that was happening, and then Frankie's scoop came across my face, hitting me in both eyes and across the bridge in the nose. Oh, damn. And it's like, I just hold my face, and everyone's like, move your hands, move your hands. And I was like, no, it hurts. And it's like, my eyes, and they're like, yeah, there's a lot of blood. We need to see your face. I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> so like, I think you blew my eyeball out. Where was that at? That was in Miami. And uh, so they... Once I got to where I could actually see, they washed me back to the bathroom, and I mean, there was just blood down my face on my shirt. And uh, so, rinsed off the blood and dried it out. And once it stopped pouring blood, got a little band aid or something on my nose, and then I went back out and played. And I very vividly remember replaying the rest of that game and not missing one shot. So, not. To brag, just that's how it happened. So is it that like because
0: we, you took some of the blood and, like, you know, molded it into your scooter and <laughs> made it, like, super powerful or something? A <laughs> it is a possibility. Or now we just
2: know if they're ever down in a tournament, just break his nose. Yeah, <laughs> Injure uh, Brian.
3: <laughs> there was another national that was playing, I was stuck playing goalie most of the time because we had a lot of shooters. It was uh, George Serpa and Brandon and myself, James Gill and Steve Clement, who no longer plays. So we had a lot of shooters, and it was pretty much up to me and Brandon to be goalie most of the time. And um, one of those times we were playing, and I ended up having like a cold or something, and just a massive sinus headache. So I could barely even function because I was in so much head pain. I went out to the car and took a nap, and I came back in. I was just like, I can't play. And they're like, Here, take this, whatever. <laughs> Somebody gave me something, and then I felt pretty good. <laughs>
0: Did you, like, see, like, things coming out of the walls
3: or anything like that? No, He then... no, <laughs> just saw was, the game better. <laughs> I was actually able to focus, and my head wasn't hurting, so I was pretty okay with that.
2: So when you first started playing, because you talked about playing goalie, were you more of a running gunner-style player developing from shooting to goalie, or what was your game set like?
3: I actually started out mostly played goalie, but I could shoot. And then uh, once I learned how to shoot a high shot, I primarily played cherry picker, which they call floater now, yeah. but it's like the cherry picker got the ball and he scored. You didn't worry about what else was going on. You didn't come back and set the pick. You just turned around and lit up the goalie. and That's what I did. Um, and like I said, it took a long time for people to figure out where that ball was going and before they could stop it. And even then, it wasn't a regular stop. I've won multiple leagues, and when we first were playing, I couldn't tell you how many jackets I had so you used to get out those old like baseball-type jackets.
2: Yeah, that was the thing we talked about with James, is what you do with all your league apparel when you win hoodies and jackets. And which ones do you keep, and which ones do you give away? Is there like a significant jacket you like to
3: keep that is... There really is, isn't. I mean, there's... I think I have still five, maybe six left. Yeah. Maybe.
0: We noticed you're wearing your 2014 Nationals uh, yeah, National that's, jacket. Actually, so,
3: yeah, this is one. But... I think I have four or five red jackets and maybe a black jacket in my closet. And I think I have like three hoodies from the last year or two that I've been playing. So that's pretty much it. I mean, they've slowly gone to the wayside. And they used to, for a while, they used to, when you won, you would get a patch that would say what year and what, you know, if it spring, winter, fall, whatever. And then if it was Monday night, Tuesday night, A or B, whatever, whatever. So you get patches. So Almost like Letterman jackets. Yeah, <laughs> you know, so I would have, I, like I still have a jacket that has patches all down one sleeve and then a start on another and I just got tired of doing that. And.
0: That's pretty rad though. That would be cool yeah. actually if they brought back like a Letterman thing.
3: I just wish
2: they'd bring back those like, what those softball style <laughs> nylon jackets or whatever. Yeah.
3: Like. I have a few of those. I mean, I have too much crap, so some of that stuff, I'm just like, I don't care about this one, I don't care about this one. Yeah, like, and even
2: on the Facebook page, you showed a picture of all your scoops, are those just dead scoops, or are they, do you keep them for any significant reason? There's a
3: few of them that are still actually serviceable, some of them are probably actually repairable, and we would be serviceable, there's a few that are kind of dead, and there's a couple of them, like, I played a couple of tournaments with the Las Vegas guys, Mm -hmm. and so one of them I have, because at the time we put stickers, we got those letter stickers, and we would make names on our scoops and put, you know, whatever. So, you know, like, I think one of the things that's on my scoop is, like, Big D for defense, but oh, that for Big the D, defense. D for other things, yeah, yeah but, you know, whatever. Well,
0: that's ironic because I don't see you. I mean, you are definitely a defensive player,
3: but
2: <laughs> I mean, I always – I thought you were going to mention what – Yeah, I don't see the reference in your <laughs> No, <thing>. I... <laughs>
0: <laughs> no. <laughs> Okay, so, go,
2: there. Yeah. so you don't listen to this podcast, so these questions are gonna be fresh to you, which is amazing. So um, it's all good. <laughs> uh, so if you're building your own ultimate team, you can pick four other players to play with you. Any center of your people you've played with In your time, who would those other four players be? Well, in, if in I one? could clone
3: myself, it would be five meets. Yeah, Driscoll said. Driscoll said the same, said yeah. the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. And then nobody would beat me. Yeah. But if I had to go through, through the generations of all time of who I played with or against and who I won. And, and it to doesn't play. have to be CL. Like just, you're just building your ultimate team. And it, Well, that's, that's really hard to say because there are players that back then were phenomenal and now they've aged and they're just like... Eh. So we'll take them
2: in their prime. Just yeah, take them in the prime. Yeah, you played with them in their prime, so you can take those people.
3: So That's, that's really a tough one. I mean, I would I would definitely say Big Dave would be one because I mean he could shoot the ball from anywhere. He was a great defender, had excellent hand speed, and you know if you've ever seen any of the T-shirts that say like "Ramming, surely not our, not I," and then they have the huge guy in the car that like is bigger than the car. That was kind of Big Dave, but you know he had amazing hand speed. I mean he would definitely probably be in one of those five. Um, I really like Mike Driscoll. I mean. I think he's got a good game. He's a little bit unpredictable. I would probably pick him just because he's fun. Um, If I have to go by skill set, unfortunately, Mike, you're probably not. (laughs) Um, Nan Garcia would probably be one. Uh, In his heyday, he was incredibly hard to stop. Uh, Very similar to Sam Kim. But, you know, ultimately, boy, that's a tough one. Now you got one more. So, yeah, if I had to pick five, I went with uh, Nan, and Mike, and Big Dave, and you, myself, you got one more to fill in this gap, because I would probably want to have Big Dave float, so I would need a good goalie, and I'd probably take Trevor, I mean, it's, he's up there, always has been one of the top goalies, and obviously I could sub players here and there, and it's tough to say, and not picking players by who I like. Or who no, I, yeah, is. no, yeah. What might be the best five as a team? Yeah. And that's that's probably one. Um, Rick Bean that I mentioned from Las Vegas, he'd probably be another one that would be a candidate for that. Team. Bench Benchwarmer. Um, <laughs> there's, there's a few guys. I mean, it's, it's really hard to say. I mean, so many to not, I mean, you know, who are we playing against? What are the pros? What are the cons? Where are we playing? We don't give you those
2: scenarios. It's just who you want on this team.
3: Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I think that would be a good, a good one. I awesome. mean, there's like George Serpel was an excellent floor captain or team captain and could get the team going. But I wouldn't say he's necessarily necessarily a top player. I mean, he did have a good shot. He could shoot around scoops. But um, for what we got, I mean, Jimmy is a great motivator of players not necessarily the best player back in his prime he was a great shooter and then he started getting a shot back uh, towards his last few years Um, I don't think his court awareness was all that good to me, people with good court awareness are definitely out there knowing what's going on around and all over, not just where they're at. How are, Ma-
0: how are Mark and I doing on court awareness? <laughs> Don't answer that. I <laughs> haven't seen Mark play in a
3: while. Steve, your court awareness is getting better. Yeah. Um, so it just um, got to
0: work on hitting the backboard,
3: right? <laughs> <laughs> well, we saw an air ball or two, I think, when you were playing out there earlier.
2: Yeah. So a little bit opposite of that, um, who's someone that you look forward to playing every year as a good
3: potential, like, rival? I used to love playing against Steve Darby. (laughs) I mean, because he just works so hard, and he makes you work hard. Um, And he's just a great guy, and he's a good competitor. And I, I really think that as far as how much effort you put into playing and how much you put into the game, he was right there, and I always thought that... If there was anybody that put as much into their game and how hard they play besides me, it was him. Um, so he was one and I was very disappointed when he retired early and young like a little bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Bring back Darby. But well, I mean there's there's been other players that I've liked to play over the years. I really like I like to play against Sam. I mean he's kind of a little bitch too. But, <laughs> um, I'm just I don't know. I'm back in my prime there was nobody better than me. There just wasn't. I mean people will say that there were whatnot. They, James might have always been a more consistent shooter than me, but all around game there's just nobody better. Than me.
0: So with that said, you've 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 won multiple national titles, multiple unlimited. You've been playing the game for it seems like over two decades. Over three decades. Over three decades now. Uh, what keeps bringing you back, particularly at the national
3: level? I don't know. I guess just to see if I can still do it. Because my arm, I mean, since last nationals, my elbow has been sore. I mean, it's, it's on a constant ache. Uh, I wake up in the middle of the night, oftentimes, and it's hurting. And I'm like, why am I still playing? I need to go to the doctor. I need to see if we can get this <laughs> fixed. Yet, I don't go to the doctor and I put Bengay or Biofreeze or whatever I have on it, CBD lotion. I take Advil and I come and play. Put some braces on and I go play. And I don't think I have as much gas in my shooting as I used to, but I still do it.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And I mean, each week when we come here and watch, um, you're one of the few people that actually watches the uh, games being played, even though you're not being involved in them at all. Is it something also that you'd like to see the up and coming players? or uh,
3: just kind of watching a different skill set. Or I like to watch. I like to see the up and comers, see how they're doing, how they're progressing. I like to watch the guys that are in the upper echelon. I just I like I like the game. I like to see what's going on with it. It's not like you know basketball where you have all the prima donnas that are you know getting paid to play millions of dollars to play and then crying for a foul. And you know, things like that. It's just, just you're playing both the cars. I mean,
2: Do you think it gets dramatic sometimes? A I little? think it gets a little dramatic. <laughs> it
3: definitely gets dramatic. And I've been in some of those drama fests and shit happens. But, you know, ultimately you're here to play. I mean, I don't really care. You know, people like tap me on the back, tap me in the arm. You know, it doesn't bother me tremendously. It's when you get that hard slap in the fingers or something. Then it's like, all right. So are you a four
0: against the touching of the scoop? I, like, you should defending. not be
3: touching. You should not be touching. I, in my opinion, there should be no touching. You can get close, you can shadow them, be face to face, an inch away, but shouldn't be touching. If you know if you're trying to mirror them and there's a little incidental rub, big deal. But shouldn't be touching someone's scoop because then you like, oh well, you can touch, but you can't put any pressure on. Well, the definition of that touch is pressure, so shouldn't be any touching.
2: What about even a scoop on the forearm, or?
3: No. No. I mean, most, the most I could say would be if if you can put your scoop up on their scoop as long as you're not pushing it, maybe, as long as you're not snagging it, you know, you're not hindering it, but still, I think there should just not be touching. You run the risk of, okay, now you're touching, now you're putting pressure, and then someone goes to shoot, and there's, you know, you just run the risk of somebody getting mad because somebody smacked their arm or their finger or whatever. Well, there's been the argument
0: that it makes it, that makes it difficult for uh, the ref. It makes their job more difficult, you know, to be calling penalties if you are touching, you know, or scoop.
3: How's the ref supposed to tell if you're touching? I mean, can he see from 30 feet away if there's a slight flex in the scoop or not? Probably not. He can't tell how hard. So, and then if you try and pull back and show that, hey, he was pushing on, no. It, it, there's, it leaves a gray area. Make it black and white. You can't touch.
2: So do you have any superstitions with uh your scoops or in any way you play coming up in Nationals or anything? Is there a, a favorite certain...
0: song you listen to to get you pumped up? Or has it be taped a certain way or like um i like to have because i don't know
2: so around the top since you didn't know this driscoll just uses a new scoop apparently two weeks before uh nationals some people can do that
3: uh, i like to play with my scoop and play with it and get used to it i like to have it taped around the top because usually i get some blocks and a lot lot of times so i like that extra protection against the break i like my zip ties to hold it for extra tightness i like them pointed out I always have. I've had it this way for 30 years. The only person that usually bitches about it is James. <laughs> you're gonna cut somebody, you're gonna hurt somebody, and I was like, well, no, I'm not. If you're not touching me, you're not gonna get cut.
2: I'm glad he's never looked at my scoop because it looks the exact
3: same, so. <laughs> it used to be I would cut him at an angle and then sand them down a little bit and make them nice and sharp. And a few years ago, Poppy kept whacking me in the arm when I was shooting, and then on one shot, he actually flipped my you know forearm brace and undid it when I was shooting and I was like Chris you do that one more time you touch me one more time and you're gonna bleed (laughs) I think this was in Atlanta might have been Texas I don't remember but uh the very next play he smacked me in the arm again so the next play down the court the other direction we're both cruising side by side and he gets the ball and he goes to shoot and I just reached out and Tom hopped him with a spike right in the thumb and he just started bleeding from his thumb and he looked at me, he looked at me and I said, You do it again, it's going to your forehead.
2: Has there been any big dramatic volleyball fights within
3: your time or There's been a few, nothing super major. I mean you, you know, Brett, Brett Cornelius, I mean there was one incident where him, him and his son were playing, I think they were actually on the same team and whatever happened and they were rolling around on the floor fighting between Whoa. themselves. Wow. Um, I don't think
0: I've ever seen two grown men rolling around on the court
3: yep, before. Yeah, it's happened before. Okay. I've had, uh, one time actually Mike Wall, I came down kind of T-boned him a little bit, probably was a ram, maybe, I don't know, but he turned around and he had the ball and he was on offense, turned around and just beat me right in the ball, right in the shoulder. And so we had a few words at that point, <laughs> nothing ever progressed from it, but, uh, Way back in the day, I mean, I've had some incidents with other people where you know, Mark Carney, uh, he was actually me and my girlfriend were on the same team, and he was talking shit to her. It was during a uh, during a league championship game. He was talking shit to her, and he just kept going on. And she's like, Brian, why are you doing something? And I was like, he was their best player. I was our best player. He was busy, and I was just driving on the score court, scoring, 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 scoring. And finally, I was like. Drove by and just grabbed his scoop, just pulled it out of his hand, <laughs> and then uh, Big Dave was actually reffing, and he saw this happening. By the time, I'd, like, I got down the court, all of a sudden the court was off, and Mark was like coming up behind me, put his hand around my throat. Oh, and Big Dave was there and like stopping him. So, I don't know, was, there's been some incidents. There's been a lot of stories that I could tell. There's been Big Dave refing courts when the girls from Deja Vu got off work. And, come down here and he'd be like, all right, girls, skin to win. Like, what do you mean? <laughs> you know, some of those three, three or four a.m. nights I was talking about, you know, we'd be lined up, every hole in the window covered, and these girls are out there flashing whatever they flash, <laughs> racking up the points, and whoever they were with, are like, how are they getting so many points? And we're just like drooled down our faces, <laughs> you know, 20 years old, and we got strippers out on the court just showing everything. I'm like, sweet
0: and that doesn't happen why no
3: <laughs> yeah that was back in the day when everybody didn't have a uh, mobile filming device yeah all
2: right and then besides uh being here is there a, a center that is your favorite center outside of seattle or do you believe in home court advantage in that type of
3: sense there is home court advantage i actually hate our reducers that we have I really wish that when they cut those out, instead of putting those wood things in there and beveled off the way they are, Bert, that was Bernie's whole deal, by the way, and he fucked that all up. <laughs> if he would've just cut them out and then put brackets on them and put those back in when, for the reducers, so the, ring, the rim was the way it's supposed to be, like everybody else's rim, it'd be fine. But I like our courts, you know, you get used to them and, and they are what they are, but I, I think I always play well everywhere I go. I really liked going to Miami, just because the Miami guys are always fun, and their center had three courts, it was fun. Yeah, so we heard, we missed out. Yeah,
0: we, we heard a lot of stories. Would so, you say
3: that's your favorite court then, Miami? Uh, For the courts, the three courts, yes. For the, like, the comfort, the couches in Michigan, those are nice. I mean, that's a cool center. But yeah, I would say Miami, I mean, because you go outside and you're not very far from the beach. And, Miami Beach. What? How are you going to beat that, in Michigan? Yeah, for sure. Or Texas.
2: Well. You guys got to go back out there, so this is going to be the end of it. Yeah, thanks, thanks think, for like. Going. I think it's
0: our turn to. Yeah, I, th- I think we're actually playing each other right Yeah, now, are so. We. so yeah, we'll warmed up.
3: So that's going to be. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, so this, this was part of the strategy, actually. We'll, we'll probably have to do this again. Yeah, there'll be another.
2: There's still more questions to ask. Yeah, so, I don't uh,
3: think I remember nearly as many names as James does, but I'm sure I have. Actually, like, you, you guys
2: threw stories. out like a lot of the similar names. Yeah, it's so pretty awesome, like, even Ninja and whatnot. But, uh,. Just thanks again for being on the podcast. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're one, one of the people like
3: we look up to, you and we love watching you play and yeah, learning from you. I appreciate them. that. There yeah. was one guy. Um, if you've been to any of the Christmas parties here, and you probably know Pee Wee. A little short Pee. guy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Pee Wee, not Pee. Or no, okay. You know, he comes in with his family. He's very short. Yep. Uh, he's kind of got a bald head. and He's like, hey, well, he's, you know, he's just a little guy. But he used to work here back in the day and was a manager here. And there was a guy from Simi Valley, California named Woody. And he he came up we we're sitting there and he's like where's weenie we're like what and he's like where's weenie anyone see Weenie? I gotta ask him some questions and we're like what are you talking about and we finally figured out he was talking about peewee and he legitimately thought pee name was Weenie. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was pretty damn <laughs> All right, so uh, this is going to be awkward, but Steve, close
2: us off with the show.
0: Well, this is our second week in a row where we've heard of the opposite, but as I always like to say, don't let the whirly ball sit in the face. <laughs> Thank Had
3: that happen before. <laughs> More than once.